2: You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? What do you mean? Did, um, did Caesar live here? Um, no. I didn't think so. On 93.7 The Ticket and the ticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour 93 7 the ticket the ticket Rico, they we, we've been having that leaf discussion, you know, over the, the, the last couple like couple of weeks. Um, the trees are naked. <laughs> well, here's the deal so Lincoln has those little street sweepers, mm-hmm. they're a good job. You remember the movie Robots? Yeah, I love that movie. The street sweepers, yeah. And every time, it, and every like, oh, time, yeah, every time I see. One of those street sweepers sucking up the leaves. You think of that? I think of the the yeah. You think of Robin Williams' robot getting sucked up Maybe. and then getting taken down to the, the yeah. World where they have that cool song where it's like, in the dark, <laughs> I love that song. Yes, it's great. shout out to Robin. I don't know the words. But <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and uh, go to the the Allo VIP line. VIP lines uh, brought to you by Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. And we're joined by Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska with us as we are every Friday. Zach, what's up? How's how's life treating you?
3: Oh, large and in charge, baby. That's uh <laughs> that's how we do things around here. It's actually, I mean, it's been another hectic week, but Friday, Fridays are starting to feel like Fridays again, where you yeah. get a little bit more time to
0: um
3: not not totally relax, but yeah, uh, take it a little easier than most. Well, Zach, have you seen the movie Robots? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, robots with Ewan, Ewan McGregor as the voice of uh, the main robot? Yes. Yes, but I saw it in theaters when I was like 10, so Whoa. I don't remember like, any of it. Go they, on. They, I'll, I'll take a movie out. reference. They, all day.
2: They, they put that in theaters? You didn't? Know, oh, yeah, you're a baby. I,
3: I had it on the he DVD. Know, yeah, he I, had, I
2: had it on the DVD.
3: That was back in yesteryear. Those were the good old days oh. when they put movies in only in theaters, and then you get the DVD release like
2: three months after yeah
3: done playing yeah you had to wait forever for it to come out now you just get it on Dang. streaming the next day yeah
2: so anyway all right zach hey so nebraska wins wait 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 what wait. was the, what was the what was why do you bring up movie well, robots oh well nick we had the leaf discussion
3: and nick sees little street sweepers in downtown lincoln and it reminds him of the movie robots and then i started <laughs> you know kind of singing the song from when uh robin williams robot got sent down to like the underground and like, i don't know the words but i just was like duh, 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 duh. And I know you know. I know you know. That, that was a deep cut, a deep cut for the robots <laughs> reference. But I mean, I, yeah. I throw in, I throw in like very obscure movie references in my stories all the time. I'm like, yeah. this is for the two people that know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about.
2: People yeah, know. exactly. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So we're joined by Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska. Zach, Nebraska wins an ugly game last week, 17 to nine, but a win is a win, I, I guess. Just what were your kind of takeaways? from that Northwestern game. And then also, I guess, just knowing what we know now regarding injuries and stuff going into Purdue.
3: Yeah, I mean, Matt Rule said everything that I feel like I was personally, I guess, hoping that he would say uh, at the press conference afterward um, and then reiterated some of that same stuff on Monday of, like, it was a win. Like, we're 4-3 and three now. Mm-hmm. We should not be – we probably shouldn't be 4-3 and three, that he sort of touched on that. Uh, yesterday on Thursday in his lightning round, like we're four and three, we're minus eight in turnover margin. Like that's that's stupid, is what he said. That's stupid. That's uh, a little absurd to be at that mark. But this team is doing what it has not in the past. It's finding ways to win. That's the number one takeaway, the most important thing um, coming out of that game, um, going forward. Because it felt like the, the Illinois game uh, was I, I labeled it the ultimate swing game for both teams. Nebraska wins that one, but then it's like, all right, what do you what what do you got for me now? Like, what have you done lately? What what are you gonna do against Northwestern, a team coming in where you're a double digit favorite as at home against a team that you've you've had trouble putting away in the past? Uh, They're I think three and six in the last nine coming in going into the uh, Northwestern game, and they won one score game. That's the other thing is. There's so many other storylines and um, notes, observations, stats, and stuff that I was going through, and it randomly, super randomly, on uh, on Tuesday night, it just hit me like, oh wait, that's right, that was a one score game. Nebraska won a one score game, so now they're three and fourteen in one score games. So uh, since the start of the 2021 season, but more importantly than that they are now one and one in one score games with, uh, with rule at the helm. So, um, I thought it showed, I thought it showed growth for where this program's at just even from the start of the year, um, where they lost that game against Minnesota. And you heard that, um, from, from rule after the game, like this is a game I didn't think we would win at the start of the year and we didn't. So Mm -hmm. that's the most important takeaways. And then, um, what, what did you ask about the injury?
2: Well, well, I guess I, let's let's continue building off of that because that's that's interesting. I find out when just talking to fans and gathering information from like our text line and things like that 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 Husker fans are in this weird area or space to where they kind of have this confidence of that Nebraska is going to go out and and kind of just do some of the little things correctly. Like in years past, it was like that feeling of all right, you did it against Illinois. Now let's see if what whatever happens next week against so-and-so, or you did it against Purdue. Let's see what happens against Northwestern, because that's a game that you should win, but you're probably not going to because you always find a way to lose. It feels like that switch is slowly starting to flip in favor of Nebraska, though. That's the
3: that's the feeling, the sense I'm getting. I mean, I know it's it's been just two games of that, um, but we saw it we saw that that first sort of turning point uh, against NIU when uh, you go down you kill it with a six play efficient offensive drive mm-hmm. up seven nothing get the ball back right away and then you fumble it inside your own 10 it's like oh my god like of course like here we go again mm-hmm. and then the defense steps up the defense steps up and forces them into a field goal and um that was sort of, that was the first i think real sign of progress and then um then you saw it again, Louisiana tech, the fourth and one stand, um, uh, on the, on the quarterback sneak. And then things turned from there. Um, you have the Michigan, the Michigan, uh, the Michigan blowout loss. It's like, okay, what's, what's going to happen from here. But then you have that, that Sunday night practice, the fact that rule did that, like the fact that they had such a physical exhausting practice the day after the, uh, getting, physically manhandled by Michigan. It's like, okay, this this is a calculated risk and it could go one of two ways. And that's why that Illinois game was so important. Well, they put a bunch of importance on that game. They won that game. And you see turning points there too, that goal line stand um, and finding a way to win because the defense stepped up. They didn't play afraid to lose and they didn't. They they're start, you're starting to see this team learn how to win and That that Northwestern game is just the latest example of that. Like we see all these little turning points, these little moments that are sort of, in my eyes, adding up to the bigger picture. Of we could look, we could be looking back in two, three years if Nebraska and Rule keeps taking this to new heights. Like we'll look back at some of these moments. Like, all right, that that was a turning corner. That was a turning corner. That was a turning corner. It all adds up. So that's what um, I think fans should be excited because you're seeing it. You're seeing growth points in multiple areas, and not just not like you're winning games on the sea of your pants, like with luck only luck plays. Like you're you're actually fighting through adversity and pulling these out.
2: We're we're speaking to Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska on the Aloe VIP line here. VIP line brought to you by Aloe Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. Now, Zach, I guess looking now tomorrow to to the matchup against Purdue. The spread, if you want to look at that, is is around the two and a half mark. Um, it's going to be a gross weather type of game, like 35 degrees and potential rain or snow mix, whatever they want to call it. I mean, Nebraska is going to have to run the ball to to find success, I think, in this game. And they might be able to against Purdue, but also from uh, Nebraska's defensive standpoint, this shapes up relatively well because Purdue is going to somewhat have to run the ball as well tomorrow which goes right into the hands of Nebraska's defensive strengths.
3: Yeah. Purdue's Purdue's good at running the ball. I mean, you hear air raid and um, the, the offense Purdue runs air raid system by Graham Harrell and you, you see air raid and then you see that Graham Harrell from Texas tech uh, is, is the quarterback and you're like, okay, they're going to throw it 60 times, but that's not really the case. Um, But if if Nebraska can stand on its run defense like it has, I mean Northwestern had the big run for thirty-nine yards. Um, but finish it had all those those sacks that the eight sacks, but it also count toward the rushing total. So um one way or another, I mean things are skewed a little bit with the I think it's eighty six rushing yards allowed, but still, mm-hmm. I mean, every team but Michigan, they've held to under under ninety rushing yards this season. Um, so what what Nebraska's been doing as I think everybody knows is, uh, is making teams, making every team except Michigan one dimensional um, and taking away the run game and having them rely on the pass, but then relying on the passes uh, has at times been fruitful been for opposing offenses. So um, if you can do that against Purdue and make them one dimensional and rely on the pass, then yeah, you could have some success, but if the weather's going to be, big of a factor if it's gonna be like we uh we anticipate then um and I think that bodes very well for Nebraska. If 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 the passing game is um is hampered so much by the weather and you're already making them one dimensional by making them pass the ball, then they're zero dimensional on offense, which um maybe you don't see that for an entire game, like over the course of the entire 60, 60 minutes, but um I mean yeah, I think I think If the the weather's that sloppy, then I think it, it plays in the hands of Nebraska.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears
2: It's uh one of the one of the guys that might be uh or might be getting forgotten by some Husker fans is Marquise Buford. Uh, Marquise Buford been banged up this entire season from an injury that he he suffered last year, uh, but seems to be close to the verge of of making a comeback. I mean, talk about the value in not only maybe in a time where Deshaun Singleton is banged up and might not be fully healthy since the Michigan game to where. Now you have got an experienced guy in Marquise Buford coming back. Maybe not tomorrow, but maybe next week. To where you have that redshirt possibility with the four games. Nick, I
3: can tell you read some of my stuff by the by asking that question, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You write good stuff. Yeah, I can tell now that you don't read my stuff based on that. <laughs> That's not <laughs> true either.
2: I have to I have to keep it. I have to keep it a mystery. What 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 are your thoughts on Marquise Buford?
3: Yeah, uh on in my Monday upon further review column I did um do every week after the game, like I, I wrote a little bit about Marquise because um I mean not only uh did was he um doing going through pregame warm ups before Northwestern, um and he was just doing pregame warmups, sort of I think just to get back in the routine and and all uh and those sorts of things. But um when I saw when Omar Brown and uh, Malcolm Hartzog both had those chase down, chase down tackles. Um, it, it reminded me of North Dakota, the North Dakota game last year where Buford had a similar play where he, he didn't give up and he, he tracked down um, the, the North Dakota running back um, and saved a touchdown. It was 17 to seven in the third quarter. That could have been a 60, 70 yard touchdown, whatever it was, but he, he brought him down inside the 10 and lived to fight another down. And, Buford actually on third and goal a couple of plays later had a, had a pass breakup to force a field goal. So instead of 17, seven or 17 to 14, it was 17 to 10 and you saved four points right there. And that's yeah. exactly what, what Omar Brown and, um, and Hartzog did saving four points each adds up to eight points. And we won the game by eight points as Luke Reimer said earlier this week. Um, so that 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 those plays reminded me of that, and I, I wrote about that on Monday. And then Tuesday, Tony White talks about Buford or getting Buford back, um, and how much of a of an impact that could be. And I was like, okay, yeah. So I'm not crazy. Like getting him back could be a big deal. Yeah. And y- you heard it from him. Like they've now that they've seen more and more of him, he's he's one of those guys who, it sounds like can can do what Matt Rule has been wanting. This defense to do. He talked about it yesterday. He talked about it on Tuesday. Like we need takeaways. Like we need this defense to take a a next step and and take the ball away. And that's what White talked about with Buford. Like that's sort of the thing that uh, one of the big value pieces that he that he could add is he's got great vision. He sees the game well back there. And um, if he's seeing the play and then he's going and tracking the ball, he said he's going to catch it. Like he's going to intercept it. And you're looking for playmakers, looking for guys who can take the ball away um, on defense specifically. And, and it sounds like you you could have that in Buford if he comes back and he gets the speed under him. Um, and whether it's whether it's for this year or whether it's for next year, I think that's a that's a big valuable piece to get back in a defense that like that's the that's the main thing that's really missing to make this like a just juggernaut total juggernaut defense.
2: All right, Zach, last one before we go ahead and let you go. Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska hanging out with us. Nebraska loses out on one of their commits from yesterday. Uh, Kawan Lacy is no longer part of Nebraska's class. This is something that I think a a few of us maybe saw coming over the last couple of weeks just through the grapevine and things like that. But ultimately, what does this mean for Nebraska? And I guess the future of Nebraska's running back class and and I guess the the way you view Nebraska, uh, how Nebraska needs to, to uh, attack this running back class going forward here.
3: Yeah. Well, Lacey is a guy who he started exploding um, his senior season. Like he's been, he's been a fast riser down there in Texas. Um, and he just seemed to be like such an ideal fit for this Nebraska offense. And um, for the, for the offense what is now, but where it wants to go mm-hmm next season and the seasons to come because you have that combination of size and speed. I mean, he's a four 40 guy, uh two hundred six foot twenty five pounds, who can bench press three fifteen, squat almost three hundred, like in he's a senior in high school. So um he could catch the ball out of the backfield, he can he can run hard between the tackles and um he just he seemed like a guy who could who could flourish in this offense and take it to a uh help them take a next step and um, felt like he could potentially do it right away uh, his first year on campus. So now um, in the current running backs room, you hope Gabe Irvin comes back healthy. You hope Emmett Johnson continues to progress and hopefully you get some, some more growth out of Quentin Ives who hopefully can come in next year and have a, have a bigger role as he continues to adjust in his freshman year. But um, yeah, you're going to have to turn to, uh, I mean, you're going to have to either go to the portal, might have to flip a guy um, in the running backs class because they don't have any other running backs, like pure running backs yeah. in uh, in the 2024 class. But I just, you look, you run down the commitment list. I'm not sure who it would be, but given this, given rules and this staff's like propensity to what, to spend some time evaluating guys in person in practice, and practice and their film, like, um, it'd say, hey, we think you could try here. Like, we think you might be a good a good corner if you're jeremiah child mm-hmm. charles or bryce turner turning them from receiver into a db like i'm sure that their their brains are going to be cooking if they don't wind up getting a another pure running back in that class to say like all right once they get to campus we're going to find out uh what they can be and maybe we maybe we see a position switch for one of those guys in the class who knows i mean i i don't have i don't have a candidate specific candidate for that yet but i mean i I don't think that we should take that off the table entirely based on what we've seen
2: well Zach, I guess one more because it, it came into my mind I guess through over halfway through the season, if you had to put one position that this staff needs to go into the transfer portal for what what room is that
3: oh receiver still mm. i I would still now, well, now after Lacey's decommitment, yeah, uh, running back would be up there. But I still think receivers, number one, even though you have these guys who are developing just because, um, I've mentioned this before, Marcus Satterfield at South Carolina, he is uh, the O.C. for two years in 21 and 22. Well, 21's offense was putrid. And then the 22 offense started taking some, some steps later in the year, obviously, in the Tennessee and Clemson games. But they're much better than they, the offense was much better, especially in the passing game and in his second year. And I mean, they took, I think it was four pass catchers. I think they took three receivers and a tight end in their transfer portal class. And one of them hit big in, uh, in Antoine Wells, juice Wells. He mm-hmm. wound up putting up a bunch of numbers and taking, helping that offense evolve. I mean, his numbers were close to the same marks that Trey Palmer had last year at Nebraska and trade. Um, set records, broke records for Nebraska single season receiving. So you saw how a transfer receiver affected things there. I think that's still I I still think they need to take at least one receiver in the in the portal market in December, January.
2: All right. Well, Zach, we appreciate the time as always, man. And uh stay warm out there. We'll see you tomorrow.
3: Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. I'll see you guys out there Saturday.
2: There he is, Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska. Appreciate his time as always for joining us on the Allo VIP line. VIP line brought to you by Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with a local heart. All right, it's 1.55 PM on a Friday afternoon, and we know what that means. It's time for the weekend's picks. It's no financial advice. We take the spreads off at of ESPN.com. There's no sports book involved. It's just a friendly competition between us hosts. And you guys, if you want to participate, hang out with us and uh, send in your picks, you're more than welcome as well. Uh, We do have Austin's picks. We do have Strix's picks. And uh, now it's time for uh, me and Rico's picks when we come back on Weekend Picks. Coming up next on the Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.